You guys, I love your Bloody Mary t-shirts. Thank you. Oh my God, thanks for noticing. I got it at this super cute shop called The Wicked Cat Clothing. Tell me more. Um, Of course, it was founded by a girl named Stephanie Long, and she's just as into Halloween as we are. Yeah, she loves all things spooky, paranormal, Halloween, cats, Boydston. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so she basically wanted to bring her love for all these things to others with her apparel and her clothing line. There are so many cute options. And if you guys want to go check it out, you can get a 30% discount with the code the Tipsy Ghost 30 All one word, the Tipsy Ghost 30 Sign me up. Yes, you can go to wickedcatclothing.com. Right now, my favorite shirt has a picture of a coffin with a reference that says, get in, loser. <laughs> you know I love Mean Girls. Girl my favorite. Life. I do, too. It's my favorite. <laughs> so go to wickedcatclothing.com, and you guys can find so many cool options there. Make sure to use our coupon code, thetipsyghost30. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey guys. Hi. I have a question. Oh, okay. Starting it out. Let's go. Like it? Because if I don't, then we're just going to say hi for true that go a long on. time. Yeah, sure. So, she my what is, do you guys have any guilty pleasures lately? Ooh. Um, Lindsay. I think, I feel like you're dying to tell us something, so <laughs> tell us your yours. guilty pleasure, Boydston? <laughs> We know you like weird stuff on YouTube. I was so. trying to be conversational. If it drains, no, I know. <laughs> I know. What is your weird guilty pleasure now? Well, this has backfired. I was just <laughs> thank you for asking. First of all, I really appreciate it. Oh, you it. were really expecting an answer from us? Yeah. yeah. She, okay. She wants an answer, but she also has. Something I wanted to share. an answer, and then I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." But also, like, listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's listen to you first, and then we'll tell you ours. Yeah. Let's actually, think about mine. Okay. Um don't don't judge me too late judged <laughs> i within the last two weeks have gone through five seasons of catfish i love catfish i thought it was the stupidest thing until i actually i love so, it <laughs> here's what happened they have a podcast but their podcast is really just like the sound version of the show oh really I and so i was listening to the first episode and i was like well wait like i want to see this and so i turned it on and i have not turned it off i love catfish i fall asleep to it i watch it while i'm getting ready oh i watch it on my downtime i mean i am committed is this on netflix uh hulu Hulu. Okay, I can. I have it Hulu. was on MTV, um, so I watched it a couple years ago, and then mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if they're still going. I kind of I saw the season after Max left, and I don't think I saw anything. I after haven't that. gotten there yet. Okay, well, Max leaves because he's like a director now. Like he does like movies. Sorry, <laughs> that's not a spoiler. <laughs> Again, this came out years ago. <laughs> It's still, it's still a spoiler. Okay, sorry. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, so I just think it's fascinating <laughs> how people can just pretend to be somebody else, and then I don't know. Like, it, part of me wants to feel like this show is staged, but then the other part's like, no, this is too awkward and awkward. Can I tell you stuff about it? No, don't do it. Are you going to ruin it for me? No, it's not spoilers. Okay. Um. So the producers know. 
Like they figure out before they start filming who the real person is. I they had have an to idea. Get releases. They have to get all that because you can't sure. just show someone on camera. And also, like people have to agree to be on it, right? Yeah, and they have to be agree to be on it. Max and Neve do not know anything, so they're actually doing the detective work. So they're just as surprised. But the producers know because, like you said, they're not going to start filming a show if the person isn't going to agree to be on camera. Sure. So they get permissions and all of that, and then they start filming. But they tell Max and Eve nothing. So Max and Eve know nothing. Did you ever watch Catfish the movie? I have not seen the actual movie. You have to. It's Neve's like beginning. I know. I've heard about it. So I watched that. I don't know. Maybe last year, and then I I enjoyed it, but I never wanted to watch Catfish the TV show. Yeah. And here we are. I am. In deep. I am obsessed. I love reality TV. So, I mean, it didn't take See, much for me to get invested. That's the thing, though. Like, I am not a fan. Unless it's Hell's Kitchen or something like that. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> unless it's Gordon Ramsay. I do not like reality TV. I love it. It's I would rather be pleasure. in, like, a, a, a true crime documentary than I mean, I love that too, but. anything. <laughs> hmm. So, thank you for asking. That's my current guilty pleasure. What's your guilty pleasure, Sarah? Um, I don't know if I'd call it like a guilty pleasure, but here lately, I started noticing on the TikTok that I, <laughs> I liked a lot of these videos and silly songs by this comedian called Bo Burnham. So I fell down this rabbit hole uh-huh. and I was like, I just, I just have to watch more. I just love it so much. The first one I saw, I was in my office by myself and I watched it for like five minutes straight over and over. <laughs> And just like cried, laughed because I thought it was so funny. So I'm like, immediately I knew it was meant to be. It was um, meant to be. So yeah, I found where that song came from. Turns out it's from a, um, I think they just call it a special on Netflix. Oh yeah, the comedian special stuff. Yes. Yeah. So about that, he is a comedian, but um, in this special, it's a little bit different. It's a little darker, a little more offbeat com- comedy. Yeah. And um. It's kind of like everybody, how everybody felt in 2020 and like specifically him and yeah. how we're all supposed to stay inside and how it, it impacts your mental health. Just how bad and it was. And everything started really mm-hmm. great. And it kind of turned out to be like this experiment with everybody being inside and how it really affected us. Anyways, I don't know how he, it was literally just him in the same room for the entire hour and a half and... Like, no audience. No audience. Yeah. And he made, he did everything, right? He, like, directed it. He made all the music. He did all that crazy lighting. And when I say this, it's not, like, you know, beautifully well done. It's, like, him holding a light and, like, shining it on himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and make, obviously, makes all Forky this music. style, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, completely disheveled, you know. Um. Anyways, like, I was, like, watching it for the first you know, 30 minutes. I'm like, this is really good. Halfway through, I'm like, this is pretty. I, I can't wait to watch the rest. By the end of it, I was like, what the hell did I just watch? And why <laughs> was this like the most amazing thing? I loved it so much. I, I watched it again, like right after yeah. I was done. I watched it again. Like, and I couldn't wait to tell people about it. So, so good. It's called Inside by Bo Burnham. You should definitely check it out. I'll check it out. It's on okay. Netflix, right? Yeah. But just know, like I mentioned, it's like, Definitely kind of an offbeat. Humor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The songs are too. Have you come up with one yet? <sighs> so the only guilty pleasures I can think of are, I'm a reader. I've said that many, many times. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading lots of. <laughs> this doesn't sound offbeat. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> or, I've been guilty. reading lots of young adult 
fiction, like teen, oh, teeny bopper okay, books. Okay. To the point that like I can read like one a day, one every two days. <laughs> they're just fast, quick reads, and they're always happy endings. Me and I have two friends, and we talk about books pretty much nonstop. And she recommended a book to me, and it was like kind of happy but like also had like a bunch of like tough stuff and she had a tough childhood and stuff and it didn't have like the ending didn't give me closure that I needed it was like an open-ended ending which I hate yeah and I was like she's like she goes Lindsay not everything can be tied up in a pretty little bow and I was like I need the pretty little bow that's almost like it's like satisfaction whatever okay so like when you have the build-up I need the closure. Yeah. I need, I need, I know that a lot of books are not happy endings. I need happy endings, especially the past. This is how it's been since COVID. Lindsay needs a happy ending. (laughs) I I need happy endings Mm -hmm. in my books because of COVID. Pre-COVID, I could read depressing, sad books and be okay. I can't read true crime books right now. (laughs) I need happiness in my reading life. I find that interesting coming from the person who likes unsolved. I know. True crimes. I know. Now you understand. I do. That's how I feel. That's how I am with my books. I need closure in my books. Like, Unsolved, I still love them because I like to spiral and think about what could have happened. But, like, my books, after I've been immersed in this world, in this fantasy, I need closure. You'd be proud of me. I read um, 10 pages of a book in the last (laughs) couple of days. And only because I had to because my son forced me to. Yeah. Um, Have you read Five Nights at Freddy's? It's a classic. I have not, but I've heard of it. I've watched people play the game. (laughs) He's obsessed with that. Turns I feel out like that's a whole a series scary of books. for him. It's like the big thing right now at that age group. Freddie Fazbear. Yeah. And when I tell you it took a whole different direction, it's like they were kind of scary on their own. And then there's like different levels of those characters. Have you so ever read? Have him read Goosebumps. No, no, no. Oh, he's watched all of them. Have I you mean, played the game Five Nights at Freddy's? Yes, I have. It's the jump scares. terrifying. Yeah, Wait, there's a game? I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. It's like mm. on your phone. You oh. can download it. Anyhow. Yeah, what are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about a smorgasbord, so we get to talk about whatever we want, pretty much. People, places, things. I was waiting for your song. I don't really have a... Oh, oh my yes smorgasbord. You do. Smorgy, 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 smorg. There it is. Smorgy, 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 smorg. Oh, that was more <laughs> than I remember. I like I like to change it up every now and then, just that to keep the, people interested. the remix. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's our smorgasbord. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, so we are going to spin that wheel, see who's going to go first. Um, should we take are this we the first? Same colors? No, we're going to do that after the first person. It didn't have After a... the first person? Yes. It, here's no, my proof. I thought we were taking two. It didn't have a sound. But then we have another person, so after the so first and after the second. Okay, all right. Yeah. It didn't have a sound, but oh. it was me. <laughs> oh, it's <Hi>. okay. <laughs> me and Sarah were arguing anyways. Sorry. Yay, boy, said. <laughs> oh, that was an argument? Okay. No, it wasn't an argument. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it won't leave oh, me. I had a, a Sarah moment, though, this week. I had a dream that me and Sarah were very rude to Boydston. <laughs> <laughs> and she Typical. wouldn't talk to us and i said i'm so sorry for dream me and it was a total sarah thing to that say exactly i'm rubbing off on you mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry i was rude to you i really dream. felt terrible i woke up and i was like gosh i was a jerk to boydston i should apologize it really sounded like you were i appreciate you apologizing <laughs> yeah. really, were we being very obnoxious hey, how did i get looped in that it was because your dream me and you were both being <laughs> annoying in my dream i apologize for nothing <laughs> I was not there. I didn't witness anything. <laughs> and I'm strong. Good job. Way to not apologize. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you too. Yeah, I appreciate that. 
Okay, I'm ready for your story. I am too. So we're going to start with the most compelling UFO sightings. According to (laughs) History.com and CulturalWeekly.com, the American government has come out and they're about to release at the end of June their stance on UFOs. And essentially, here's what it is. It's... The they don't know what what it is, but it presents no threat to uh, national security. Why are they coming out with a stance now? Be- thank you for asking. Because <laughs> during there is one of the stimulus bills, uh-huh. um, and this is how our government works. People throw in different things that they want when it has nothing to do with a stimulus package, and so this had to do with um, release of information for some classified documents, and it just happened to include UFOs. Wow. That was a journey. So our stimulus package (laughs) let us know about the government's stance on UFOs, which I will admit is very, um, very vague. Right, because it's just unidentified. doesn't mean necessarily. It is a thing. And finally, it's being admitted that at least people, the government is admitting that like UFOs are like, we don't, we don't know what it is. There is no human explanation for what we've been seeing. And there's lots of different cases. Like there's thousands and thousands of different cases. And so I just thought we would start with the most compelling sightings. Just a really, really short snippet of six different instances. And we're going to start. I didn't practice this. So I apologize to anybody in the UK. We're going to go to Rindlesham Forest. (laughs) (laughs) sounds right to me sure yeah this happened about a hundred miles from london in 1980 so strange lights were reported by the british air force of all people um which you know people in offices like that that makes it a little more compelling especially in the air force where they're up in the sky a lot and they see or don't see things and so if they're reporting this and publicly I feel like that says something. So a laborer who went to the forest that night claimed to see a spaceship just lying there. And the next morning, the spaceship was, it, it was vanished, but the dam- the trees were damaged and there were a lot higher radiation levels. So there were investigations, but ultimately the UK defense closed the case and said that it didn't pose a threat to the country and that was that which is similar to how america has taken a stance on ufos if it doesn't pose a threat to the country then we're we're just we're done just here not it yeah so people still believe that it was a ufo and there's now a monument trail in remembrance of the incident okay hmm. next is stephenville texas And this was in 2008, about 100 miles southwest of Dallas. Dozens of residents reported seeing white lights above Highway 67, estimated to be about a mile long and a a half mile wide. So they were said to have been traveling about 3,000 miles per hour, and there was no sound associated. Like you would assume if there was, you know, jets or airplanes in the sky, there, there was no sound. Right. The lights began in a horizontal arc and then moved to a vertical parallel line formation. So the U.S. Air Force came out weeks later 
And they said that it was probably some F-16s that were flying in an operating area just south of Stephenville. However, most people didn't buy it, saying that what they saw was too technologically advanced to be man-made. And also, there were no sounds. And they said that they're used to these Air Force planes flying and they're used to the sounds, but there were no sounds associated. So the next one's from New Jersey, and this is from July of 2001. So almost the entire highway between New York and New Jersey stopped to witness beautiful but strange yellow lights in the sky. They were V-shaped, and unlike other man-made lights, which is a recurring theme, one witness was Lieutenant Dan. (laughs) <laughs> that's really his name lieutenant uh, daniel tarrant oh okay and i like to call him lieutenant Jan- dan yeah he's so. no legs <laughs> um, <laughs> Car- <laughs> he was from carteret pd <laughs> i love that part of the movie fun fact Lindsay was not allowed to watch that movie until she was in her 20s <laughs> Of course you weren't. Because Lieutenant Dan had a dirty mouth, my mom said. <laughs> She's not wrong there. <laughs> yeah, she also had no legs. Oh, dear. So. <laughs> you and missing limbs. limbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just citing the obvious. <laughs> she says it like she sees it. So apparently air traffic controllers didn't find anything. But there was an investigative group out of New York, and they found readings on their radar that they say matched those of a UFO. As in, it's not man-made. Right. Got it. So we've discussed this next one before when I spoke about the Bermuda Triangle. Uh-huh. And it's an encounter with the USS Nimitz from 2004. So a part of the strike group from the carrier went after tracking objects that had appeared about 80,000 feet above the Pacific. Um, just off the coast of San Diego. But something wasn't looking right, so they sent two jets to get a closer look. They, they witnessed an oval-shaped object under the water, and within minutes, a tic-tac-shaped object, quote, unquote, emerged from beneath the water. It didn't have any wings, it didn't have an engine or markings, and it was moving at three times the speed of sound, which is apparently very fast. I was going to say, can you even catch that with your eyes? <laughs> mm-hmm. You can, apparently. So three times the speed of sound, that seems... Apparently. Too fast for my eyes to catch. Next is... Is that, <laughs> is that, is that your reaction? <laughs> I thought... She just, like, jerked her head to the side. <laughs> That's how fast it is. Sarah was there. She knows what three can times calculate sound. those things. That and currency from the old times. <laughs> Old-timey currency calculations. Like. <laughs> She's got these random skills. <laughs> True that. Was that on the ACT and the SAT? <laughs> <laughs> she got a 42 on old-timey think- currency. <laughs> this, is a, this is its own special section. <laughs> you qualify. You need that to get into college. Yeah, you okay? had to test into that to test for it. Okay. Uh, next is from Chicago. And this happened at O'Hare International Airport in 2006. Flight number 446 was ready for takeoff when suddenly one of the employees on the plane saw a craft-like object hovering over the gate. And several people on the plane saw this as well. A few hours later, another saucer-shaped object was seen by many passengers and employees alike within the terminal. And it hovered for almost five minutes, after which it just shot up into the sky and made a large hole in the clouds. 
finally, off the East Coast is the East Coast Go Fast video, which I welcome you to Google after this. Fast three, like three times as right? <laughs> similar. Go fast. Very similar. So this video shows an encounter between an FA-18 Super Hornet and an oval unidentified object. And this strange craft was identical to another that showed up off San Diego in 2004. And it was a fast moving Mm -hmm. white sphere about 45 feet long without wings and engine or markings again. And the pilots tried to chase it, but it flew off quickly while also rotating on its axis. And this is part of a series of videos that were released by the Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. And they made a statement and they said, very noncommittal, the aerial phenomena observed in the videos remains characterized as unidentified. Sure. Got it. So So it's an unidentified flying object. Here's the thing. I just feel like... Anything man-made, they should be able to identify. And so if there's something that they can't, I don't I just, I'm concerned. Like, what is it? But also, how can they say it's not a threat if they don't know what it is? Because Space Force is on it. I feel like that's a big cover-up. What are your thoughts that most of these are from the U.S.? Well, if they are, then should they know what it is and not be unidentified? These were from uh, U.S. websites. Oh, okay. So I'm happy to get you... Um, I was just wondering like, what from other cultures other and what other stories think about stuff like this. So I did see a story from Cambodia. It was someplace, I think it was in Africa. And it was school, ch- school children. And they saw something in the sky and they freaked out. They thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. Like they were sobbing and crying and, um, mm-hmm. you know, running to their families like we've got to prepare uh, so I, it's it's throughout the world, and it's very well known that the pyramids were built by aliens. So and it's in Egypt as well. If you'll reference our Hoyabachu story, Hoyabachu forest. Did you do a story about the pyramids then? Because uh, that is not well known to me. I thought that that what? was built on the backs of slaves. Um, and also aliens. A- alien slaves. No, not it's going to get a little touchy here, but yeah. the maybe, Egyptian maybe human t- slaves. <laughs> it was um, assisted by aliens. How else would they get okay. these tall there things is a up theory, there? Theory, yes, that Have exists. Have you seen the all of the stuff the Egyptians built? They were way smarter than we are. So we just backslid. That's why I think it was aliens. I think. I don't think we backslid. Okay, you don't I'm think ready. so? I'm ready. You guys are arguing, and I'm ready to go. All right. I've been holding it in my hand for one minute. All right. We're doing a shot. Ready? What are we doing? Um, red rum? Red shot. rum? Oh, yes. This is red rum. No, I know. Red we're doing rum. a shot. Thank you red very rum. much. Okay. All right. Ready? One, two, three. trying to fucking deep throat that shot, Lindsay. <laughs> you need to take a little bit at a time. <laughs> Man, that's spicier than I expected. Spicy. What is it? It's a blend of premium Caribbean rum, harum, and natural tropical flavors. Oh my god, my god. 
Apparently Sarah's going next and I'm going last because Winston <laughs> is not even spitting. Some people are just close-minded and that's not Sarah. So, hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so we were lucky to be involved in a little bit of a partnership with Stephanie from Wicked Cat Clothing. And she sent us a shirt that is so super cute. And guess what it says on it? I mean, I've seen that. So I feel like I can't say. <laughs> you can't I was say. playing along cats. Oh. <laughs> playing along you just think it says cats it says bloody mary three bloody times mary. <laughs> and it got me thinking maybe we should talk about the the legend of bloody mary i legit almost did this and then decided not to i was like i'll do that next week <laughs> no you won't i'm so glad anymore yeah, now i'm not you took That's my idea why i got a little bit nervous when you said I'm doing urban like legend. urban legend yeah well i thought about when i was doing my paranormal um for next week or whatever i was like this isn't really a paranormal. It's more of an urban legend. I'll do it for my next smorgasbord. Yes. So I was going to do Bloody Mary. Next. Did you guys ever play Bloody Mary growing I up? I did. I did. I was in approximately the fourth grade. Oh, oh my goodness. That's that sounds so young. specifically like That's the same grade. age that I played with the Ouija board. Oh, my God. So many awakenings in the I fourth grade. <laughs> so many awakenings. <laughs> I Spiritual was in the sixth grade. I was woke. <laughs> you really were. A-F. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the sixth grade at a sleepover, and we did the light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, yeah. You know? They went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We did that, and then we did Blood Mary after that. Blood Mary? Yeah. Bloody Mary. <laughs> um, this is going to come as a huge surprise, but I was always the one who wanted to play, and nobody else wanted to play. Shocker. I know. Your friends were like, not into Bloody Mary. I mean, they were, but we they were like, we've done this before. Like, I'm like, let's Sarah, do it again. We've already done Bloody Mary tonight. <laughs> You're like, do it again. <laughs> I was always the one that wanted to do Ouija boards, light as a feather, and Bloody Mary. It took you some years, but you found your people finally. I know. <laughs> I know. Thank you for accepting me for the most part. Um, all right. So this is just a pretty quick story. Okay. I love it. Let's hear it. Uh, so as we all just kind of referenced, Bloody Mary is a legend of a ghost, a phantom or spirit that's conjured to reveal the future in this definition. Okay. So it turns out there's a lot of like vague definitions yeah, yeah. about something like this. So I'm I just like gonna... everybody does Bloody Mary differently. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So she is said to appear in a mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly. Okay. The apparition of Bloody Mary can be either benign or malevolent. <laughs> so, you know, pretty big difference there. Depending on <laughs> depending on the variation of the legend. Uh, her appearances are mostly witnessed in group participation play. Or, and I didn't know this part, by a man who is about to die. Rough. That is harsh. Okay. Here's a follow-up question. (laughs) I probably can't answer it, but... Why would a man who's about to die prioritize playing Bloody Mary? I don't know. Maybe he wanted to see his future. He's about to die. He doesn't know that, though. He finds out. So... Let me explain a little bit further. I do have an answer, I think, a little bit that might help. Okay. Apparently, the old ritual encourages young women to walk up a flight of stairs backwards, holding a candle um, in one hand and a mirror in the other hand. And while they gaze into the mirror, they're supposed to be able to catch a glimpse of their future husband's or wife's face. So maybe they're trying to figure out, who am I going to marry? 
Except for this is supposed to be a girl. So. Should we try it? I've got. I feel like I would fall. I've got a Bath and Body Works candle and a hand mirror. <laughs> yeah. I, and walking dangerous. backwards don't up get, the stairs. I feel like you I can will do fall. it, but don't ask Lindsay. She will set your house on fire. And also, we have all found our partners. So, still, I'd like to see the the future in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I just want to see. Are you curious to see? I thought you said mirror? it'll show you your future partner. Well, according to this oh, okay, legend, gotcha, gotcha, yes. Gotcha. You'll see whatever you want to see. Basically. I don't need to see my husband. I see him all the time. <laughs> so you can either catch your future husband's or wife's face, or there's a chance you'll see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper instead. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Meaning like you're going to die. Indicating that you're going to die before you have the chance to marry. Called it. Right. Good job. That's usually what that means. Um, so nowadays, the legend kind of goes more like she'll appear to people who call her name while looking into a mirror and uh-huh. not necessarily a handheld mirror. That's what we did. Yeah. Right. And typically they chant her name repeatedly in a dimly lit room, most often the bathroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they said her name must be said 13 times, but I thought it was three. I only did it three. And I think it depends also on how you were taught. <laughs> but I, I was also 12 and I didn't know. That's right? why it didn't work. Oh, yeah, yeah nothing go. happened to us when we did it. Now we know. But we only did it three, yeah. Oh. Thirteen times seems like a lot. Okay. Did anything happen to you guys when you guys did Bloody Mary? Well, I mean, I was like, I don't know, I was pretty little. Right, same. So I think I was just scared at the whole idea of it, and I I didn't even know what I was looking for. Yeah, I was just scared. You didn't see your future? I did not see a future. <laughs> oh, it all did makes you so see much needles sense. and IVs? <laughs> There's so many angry people in there. I don't know. Everybody's yelling at me. I would have come up with a different future. Right. If right. I would have known. Yeah. Career change. Fine. If I knew then what I know now. <laughs> saw hospital. I saw all these germs and COVID-19. <laughs> oh, gosh. If only I knew then. It's fine. All right. So again, as we just talked about, it all varies about like what you were taught. Right. How many times people repeat the names. Uh, But some people say that the person staring into the mirror may actually encounter an apparition uh, screaming at them, cursing at them, strangling them, stealing their soul. Mary. Drinking their blood. Mary. Or scratching their eyes out. Mary. I didn't have any of those experiences, but she sounds angry. No, I mean, I never saw Mary. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't have any of that. Uh, There were different variations of this story kind of told throughout many different cultures. So there's going to be lots of different takes on it. So who is Bloody Mary? I don't know. Turns out there's a few different opinions about who it might be. The probably the most common opinion is that it was Queen Mary, the first Queen of England. Oh, okay, Queen Mary um, of the Mary Scots, Tudor. right? Or that's a different one. Okay, dang it. But yes, she's a different option. Okay, she's from Scotland. <laughs> is that what Scots <laughs> means? This one's from England. Those <laughs> <laughs> no shots are hitting me. It's okay. Sure. All right, so Mary Tudor or Mary or Queen Mary from England. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. She earned the nickname Bloody Mary because in December of 1554 she signed an act that would, and this is according to her, of course, unite the people under the true religion of the land. Okay. So this resulted in something called the Marian persecutions, which killed or which ended in approximately 240 men and 60 women. 
And they were sentenced as Protestants and burned at the stake. So basically she was named Bloody Mary because of all the people she killed. Gotcha. All right. So then there's also Mary, Queen of Scots. <gasps> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly enough, she actually didn't cause much bloodshed. But there just seemed to be a lot of that going on around her. So she was just associated with it. Her husband stabbed a man 56 times in front of her while she was pregnant. And she, later on in life, she was imprisoned for 19 years and started telling people about her escape plan, which resulted in her being beheaded. Um, When the executioner tried to lift her head and yell, long live the queen, he accidentally only grabbed her red wig instead. And then her head fell to the ground. That's a big bummer. Long live the queen indeed. Aw. So many beheadings. So many, um, they were brutal back then. Oh my gosh. Another version is of Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bathory, also known as the Queen of Blood. She lived during the 1500... <laughs> 1500s. <laughs> I would combine those words. She lived during the 1500s in Hungary. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> Some say she is one of the inspirations behind Dracula. Okay. Uh, she was supposedly convicted for murdering hundreds of young girls so that she could bathe in their blood oh. to remain youthful. I've heard of that. Yeah. So apparently there were reports of cannibalism, beatings, stranglings, stabbings with needles, and lacerations from Elizabeth's own teeth. She's not a nice lady. Jeez. <laughs> it's estimated that she killed more than 600 girls. And she's kind of noted to be one of the most prolific serial killers. Yeah, 600 people is a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. I I put initially, like, I'm going to, I'd like to do an episode about her, so I still might. Okay. Um, But that's just the brief episode. But honestly, I may look into it and find that that's all you get. Okay. All right. Last person I'll tell you about is somebody named Mary Worth. And Mary was alive during the 1860s. She was part of the reverse underground railroad. It's a hard word for me. Basically, let me set up the scene. She's not a, she's not a nice person. So she'd basically bring in slaves under false pretenses to send them back down to the South and make money. Oh. Yeah. That's the worst. And there were rumors floating around that she was a witch and she would actually torture and kill slaves for her rituals. Jeez. Yeah. This Mary's the worst. All Mary, these Marys suck. The, right. Yeah. Instead of Karen, we need a Mary. Well, now you know why Bloody Mary's very angry in the mirror. Yes. Whoever she is. Uh, eventually, the townspeople just got sick of her bullshit, right? They were like, you're you're crazy. We don't yeah. like what you're doing. And um, so they killed her. It is believed that they, they hanged her on her land and then buried her somewhere. Yeah. So there's different tales on it. If they buried her all on her land or off her land, doesn't okay. really matter. They're very close to each other. Yeah. So fast forward hundred years. We're now in the 1960s and a new subdivision is built in the area. It's, it happens to be in this area where she was buried. Construction workers found a stone um, that they thought was interesting because it had some markings on it. It may have been near where she was buried. Uh-huh. So they removed it. And um, you can probably guess where this is going, but creepy and bad things started happening to the houses that were built on the the (laughs) land. And there was a house that was built on that property, and it burnt down twice. Jeez. 
Jeez. And so, yeah, there was also some, like, poltergeist-type stuff activity going on. And people would say to watch out for Bloody Mary Worth. She'll scratch your face. She probably will. Like Barbara? Like, oh, my God. (laughs) Did I see Bloody Mary? Oh, my gosh. Maybe you did. Named her Barbara. (laughs) Barbara is Bloody Mary. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) There's something about Mary. (laughs) What would I have done if I was, like, in in my room? In a fucking night terror. What you- and in walks Barbara with like jizz bangs. <laughs> from something from about Mary. Mary. <laughs> and she's like, Were you playing Buddy Bloody Mary in your bathroom? By bed? myself? Yes. Yeah, I love freaking myself out Bloody right Mary. before I go to sleep. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't do it that night. But we should play it tonight. Um, just to see how it goes. Yes, let's do that in Boyson's house. No. <laughs> no? We'll do that at our next haunted location. Uh, with a mirror. Yeah. Has yeah. to be at the mirror. We'll go in the ba- I don't want to go in the bathroom, though, because the bathroom is always our safe space. Well, right? spoiler alert. You need a, let's you find need a, a mirror. Let's find a mirror that there's not a bathroom. Okay. Okay. Um, so, what do you think? Who is Bloody Mary? I think she's just a real legend that's been named after all the bad Marys in okay. the world. I can take. I can dig it. All right. Finish up, and then we'll move on to TikTok. Okay. Are you guys ready? Oh, we're ready. Are you ready, Boydston? We're ready to party. Ladies, gentlemen. No? She's singing Christina Aguilera. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. Nobody joined in. This is what happens when I've done how many shots now and I'm the last person. I'm totally missing my mouth. Like, I can't even get all the microphone. Five. You're missing your mouth. Five shots. (laughs) You're not sleeping in the chair. So this is definitely a better alternative, I think, for us. And this is my flip day. So I'm really tired, too. So we're going to talk about a cult. Um... I I empathize em, empathize <laughs> with <laughs> your with your flip day, but flip day. Flip Sarah and I just worked all day today. I did. I know. Yeah. But Wednesdays, and I told them this before, like we started recording. Like Wednesdays, I don't go anywhere because I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Like it's no, my I day when too. I get off at seven a.m. and I have to sleep part of the day, but then I can't sleep all day because then I won't sleep tonight and I have to flip and. Listen, I'm Wednesdays just trying to tough. forget that I actually work today. I'm like pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. So that I'm. It's like a different time. I get it. Tricking I was myself. totally fine when I came here because I hit my second win, but now I'm like, woo! Alcohol is keeping me awake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about a cult. Yay! Because, fun fact, like, I am kind of obsessed with learning about cults through, like, true crime docs and all of that. Oh, me too. I think I've watched every cult series there is it's out there. so fascinating I to completely me. agree. They're documents, but yeah. Go ahead. Shut up. It's so fascinating to I me. I call them series. So I looked up <laughs> some of the maybe like lesser known doc, like not documentaries, Docs. but lesser known <laughs> cults. Because Vod- I didn't want to do like the main ones that everybody knows yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Vod- Vodkran. So Heaven's Gate. <laughs> Have you guys heard of Heaven's Gate? Oh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Did you say that was a lesser known one? Damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Literally, that's like the most popular one It out is there. a popular one, but it... I, I was, I've never heard of this. Shut really? up. You're so full of Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> We're going to talk about the founder first. So Marshall okay. Applewhite. Mathers. Okay. <laughs> Not Mathers. <laughs> All right. So Marshall Applewhite. I'm going to be referring to him <laughs> by his last name as Applewhite. Marshall. Marshall. I'm going to be calling him Applewhite. That'll work. Mish. All right. He founded this cult in 1972. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Applewhite. 
He was born in Texas on May 17th, 1931, as Yeehaw. the son of a Presbyterian minister. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise be. This is going great. <laughs> May the Lord open. The words on my paper. Okay. Under You're his swimming. eye. Okay. He attended uh, Corpus Christi High School and then Austin College. He got a BA, aka a Bachelor's of Arts. <laughs> He got a B-A-A-A <laughs> in philosophy. Wait. I know. <laughs> Am I the only one who, when I got my bachelor's, I was like, I'm a badass because I got my B.A. I didn't get a B.A. Oh, you guys got B.S.'s, didn't you? Because we're BS. nurses. We're B.S., yes. I got a B.A. All right. So he got his B.A. Okay. <laughs> in philosophy. All right, I'm here. All right, and then he went to seminary school to study theology because he wanted to become a minister like his dear old dad. All right. Okay. He ended up marrying Ann Pierce while he was in uh, seminary school. They had two children. He decided to leave seminary because he was like, I want to study music. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was really <laughs> insightful of him. I heard how stupid I sound all <laughs> <laughs> he thought, you know what? To hold the paper. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go study music. <laughs> so he became the music director of a church. Okay. Um, That's a good and start. he moved to North Carolina. Yeah. Represent. <laughs> so in 1954, he was drafted to serve in the army overseas. He went to Austria, but then he moved to New Mexico when he came back. Left the military, and he got a master's degree in music. So he failed at becoming a professional singer. I guess that was his plan. Didn't work out. So he ended up going to teach at the University of Alabama. But he lost his job there after he pursued a sexual relationship with a male student. Okay. Can't do that. Why not? Oh, because he was a teacher. Okay. Are they consenting adults? I mean, yes, but I think it's still frowned upon. Like, he, he didn't get, like, criminal charges pressed against him, but oh. it's still frowned upon to be, like, a teacher engaging with a okay. student. So, he was just yep. fired from the job. Okay. Um, so, he separated from his wife, obviously, because she found out about this, and they divorced. He moved to Houston and was, quote, briefly, openly gay. Briefly. Okay. I don't know what that means, but okay. Briefly. He was briefly. Just briefly. Yeah. Um, it means for a short period of time. Like, but at that time, he was also pursuing a relationship with a woman. So I'm not. So he's bisexual. That's what I it think is. that's yeah. what I'm getting. Okay. Yes. And that's fine. Great. Yeah. So he uh, was teaching at another college at the University of St. Thomas, but again, resigned because of, quote, depression and emotional problems. But people speculated that this was, again, due to another affair between him and a student that was just kind of brushed under the rug. Okay. All right. So, 1972, he meets Bonnie Nettles, who is a nurse who is interested in theosophy, which is, it's a very complicated religion. I tried to condense it, but it's basically borrowing from Hinduism and Buddhism. Like it's okay. Multiple gods kind of things. It's kind of like Asian culture. Okay. It is very brief, but yes. yes I Sorry, got very brief. That's okay. Um, and also biblical prophecy. So, she was kind of involved in lots of different okay. religions. Okay. I'd say. So they meet. He reports that he felt like he knew her forever and thinks they met in a past life. Maybe they did. Kindred spirits. Yeah. That's what that is. Here's where things are going to get weird, okay? (laughs) So Nettles told Applewhite that their meeting had been foretold 
to her by extraterrestrials. Yes, it has. <laughs> is guided this by is for you, Boydston. This cult has a lot to do with aliens. Okay. I am in. You're here? Okay. So he began to look into other religious philosophies, um, such as astrology. It feels like you're supposed to be saying philosophy. <laughs> Is that what I'm saying? Philosophy. Philosophy. Philosophies. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought you were trying to educate no, me no. on a new word. No, was philosophy that, is what well, he's looking into, like astrology and stuff on. with the stars. Was that other word she said about what she was studying what wrong too? No, philosophy is what you theosophy. That's a real Theo, word. Theo and then S O P H Y. Okay, that's right. Yeah, but, so Theo is like the study of a god. But philosophy is not right. Philosophy. Oh, okay. That, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That, so I thought maybe I was being taught a new word. Shut up. <laughs> Serious. I didn't under. I well, I heard the right. first that's, word. That's very aggressive. He's looking into other things besides <laughs> right, just. Remember, up. he comes from like a Presbyterian background, so sure, he's sure, looking sure. into other religions. So he starts having visions. One in which he believed that he was chosen for a role like Jesus. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm starting um, to see you. Yeah. Looking back, a lot of people have said, like, looking back now, they think he was probably having a psychotic break of some kind. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Applewhite, he moves in with Nettles. Um, although they're not having a sexual relationship, it's totally platonic. He wanted, he said, a deep, loving, platonic relationship. So, Nettles divorces her husband because, you know, she moves in with another man. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That is frowned upon. Yes. <laughs> Get it. Loses custody of her kids. At this point, he also breaks off contact with his ex-wife and his children. Um, And says, Nettles is his soulmate. You know, I do a lot of things for aliens, but I don't think I would break off contacts with my my loved ones. Yes. Oh, it's just going to get weirder from here. Get ready, girlfriend. All right. All right, girl. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it, sister. So they opened a bookstore, which at first I was like, yes. But now I'm like, no. (laughs) I spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right. It was called the Christian Arts Center, and they taught classes on different religions and mysticism, things like that. They also started traveling across the U.S. to explore their beliefs and got their first convert in May of 1974. So they talked about the life of St. Francis of Assisi, which I kind of love him, so I hate that he's involved in this. But they also focused on, like, they were picking and choosing parts from the Bible and parts from the New Testament about Christology, which is obviously, like, the study of Christ. And then, I'm going to butcher some of these names. I'm so sorry, guys. Asceticism, which is abstinence to pursue, like, a higher spiritualism. So, like, frugalness, the opposite of materialism. Um, Obviously, abstinence from worldly pleasures, like sex and love and things like that. Uh, alcohol, all of that stuff. No, thank you. <laughs> and ecstatology? Listen, Sarah and I don't know what you're talking about. I know. About, so. <laughs> That's it's fine. study of the We're end like, of the uh-huh. age. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> is this a new word? This is study <laughs> of the end of the age, the end of the world, when Christ's second coming is, all of this stuff. Ooh, Apocalypse. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know, like um, end, of the, end of the world stuff? That's just what either. that means. No, That's just what that means. me neither. I will spiral in my brain. I know you will. I I just can't do it. I know. That's how I feel about space. I thought of you. So that's why I just said the end of the world. Okay. Mm. So they were yeah, focused on like... that stuff. 
borrowing stuff from the Bible, but also like borrowing stuff from science fiction. Kind of combining the two. Making up their own stuff, yeah. Making up their okay. own stuff. I mean, that's what a cult like, kind of is, I get isn't it? it? Yeah. Alien, alien Jesus? Stuff. Yes. Like they were <laughs> Jesus. science fiction and aliens and UFOs, but also like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. May the so, spaceship open. <laughs> Listen, somebody's watching the handmaid's table. Table. Damn it. The handmaid's table. It's like the Lord's Supper, but not. It's the handmaid's table. Like the the Last Supper, but with the alien Jesus. (laughs) Under his middle eye. Ant's made table is totally the last episode. Hands made table. <laughs> Guys, I'm only on the first page. <laughs> All right. The hands made table and alien Jesus. Anybody want to do another shot? <laughs> no, I'm not even another shot. Dear Lord. Uh, All right. June 1974. Oh, June. That's her name. Oh. All right. They decide that this is what their religion is. So finally. Um, apple white nettles are like listen which is what i'm sorry <laughs> recap me. i'm going to tell you what their religion is okay, okay. these are you, the points can you recap I'm, I'm <laughs> this is their religion number one okay they were chosen to fulfill <laughs> biblical prophecies and had been given higher level minds than everyone else in the world they wrote a pamphlet describing jesus's oh reincarnation as a texan that's all it takes you know i love a good pamphlet <laughs> That is all it Jesus takes. Jesus was reincarnated as a Texan. Oh like, my god. Of course Texas people are going to be like, Jesus is reincarnated. <laughs> and he's a Texan. That's the one. <laughs> AKA they're referencing Applewhite, obviously. Yeehaw, y'all. All right. So in Revelation, and I'm going to try to be very brief about this. In Revelation, it talks about, um, in chapter 11, about two witnesses being on the earth. They are saying that they are these two witnesses. Who are God's mm-hmm. prophets. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Which, again, they were focused on end times, so they really borrowed a lot from Revelation. Okay. So they called themselves the two mm-hmm. or the UFO two. Oh, boy. So they believed that they would be killed eventually and restored to life and transported onto a spaceship. Yes. <laughs> which was called the Demonstration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is all again that science fiction <clears throat> coming through. Mm-hmm. All right. So August 1974, Apple White is arrested because he failed to return a rented car. Remember, they're traveling all throughout the U.S. He had a rented car. He never returned it. They arrest him. He was extradited back to St. Louis and jailed for six months while he was imprisoned. He said that he was divinely authorized to rent this car. <laughs> Are we in California? You cannot <laughs> arrest me. I am authorized by divinely for right. this car. Alien divinely. Jesus himself has <laughs> given me the authority. Excuse you. I have been divinely authorized <laughs> by Texas I Jesus. I need to speak to your manager. Texas Jesus said that I can do this. <laughs> I am I Texas Jesus. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so he became even more fascinated at this point. Like, six months in jail, he's going to become even more fascinated with extraterrestrials, uh, evolution, Jesus, like... All the things Lindsay doesn't believe in. (laughs) I believe in Jesus. How about you? (laughs) The one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Aliens. 
Look evolution. At, look at the back now. A lot Science. of experts have said that this is probably when his psychotic break was really getting bad. Sorry, sorry. I hate you guys. I believe in science. <laughs> it was a joke. My wheezing came through. <laughs> it's because I don't believe in aliens. It's me and I don't believe in science. Don't make me sound like a Bible thumper. It was thumper. a joke. Was I a joke. mean, but... I do believe in Jesus, but I also believe in science. It's okay. I'm, I'm happy healthcare. for you. How can I not believe in science? You can believe whatever you want to believe. Okay. So... Except for alien Jesus. You can't believe in that. I don't believe in alien Jesus. <laughs> All right, so he was eventually released. <laughs> Nettles and him begin to try to contact the extraterrestrials and finding followers. followers. <laughs> yep. I'm so sorry for you editing this. I sound like an idiot. No, you're not. All right. You say that when you're on your best. They you, called their disciples. Thank you. They called their disciples their crew. So I'm going to call them the crew. Okay. Like the I J like crew. It. Like the J crew. Like but Star- back in the Star 70s. Trek. Or, yeah, Star Trek. Star Trek is going to come into play later. I, I know Star this cult Trek. very well, I'm telling you. All right. So they would have meetings. They would <laughs> advertise that they were representatives from another planet. Yes. From another mother planet. This other planet was called the Next Level. <laughs> so the Obviously. Next Level was seeking participants for an experiment. I who, volunteer. Who is volunteering for this? <laughs> this is literally my next line. If you say you volunteer. I will. Like, two people are like, hey, we're from another planet. We need participants for an experiment. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> She's raising her hey, hand. Listen, as soon as you see this guy speak, you're going to be like, absolutely he's fucking not. He's got the crazy eyes. No, I've, I've seen this. Okay, he's got yeah, crazy eyes, he dude. is a hard pass. If it wasn't him, though, I would volunteer. Right. I, I agree. I agree. I, I'd be into listening, at least. So, <laughs> if you agreed to participate in this experiment, Poiston, yes. you would be brought to a higher evolutionary level. Oh, my God. That's what I've it's been striving for. Immediate <laughs> movement. I haven't been able to reach it just yet, but... So, him and Nettles, instead of going by their names right now, they're going by nicknames of Guinea... And pig. Pig. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> Which I'm like, just mm-hmm. like, come on! Do they so squeak original. really loud? No, they Squeaks. do not. <laughs> so then they also, they, they call themselves by lots of names. So they yes. also started calling themselves by Bo and Peep. Mm-hmm. Jangle. Okay. Got because, <laughs> what did you just say? Jangles. Bo Jangles. Bo and Jangles. <laughs> <laughs> Bo and Jangles. <laughs> no, because they're shepherds lead to go flock. Bo oh, Peep. Sure, 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 okay, sure. okay. But we're, okay. we're yes. not sheep. Okay. Sorry, what? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. We are not. Edit me out. Right. I don't want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. I don't want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. I said edit me out. And Lizzie's like, let me Praise just expand on it. my soul to keep. I don't want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 See, ba. I don't get it. Okay, I'm, but anyhow, proceed. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Proceed. It's I got distracted. Crazy Christian song. Okay. Yeah. So they yeah, yeah, initially were calling their organization the Anonymous Sexaholics Celibate Church. Wait, what? <laughs> you want to wrap your mind around that one? <clears throat> so they're sexaholics, but, but they're, they're celibate. celibate. <sighs> and you got to remain That's got to be pretty frustrating. So then they changed it to the Human Individual Metamorphosis. These are a bunch of virgins Him. that really want to have sex is what it comes down to. It sounds like. Right. Because he's preaching like no sex, no yeah. worldly pleasures, <laughs> no alcohol, no drugs. Like, But nothing. they're sexaholics. Exactly. I'm like, what is this anonymous sex? They want to. They want to. They just can't. I'm wondering if that's like how he was getting people. <clears throat> that's creepy. Yeah. I don't know. So Applewhite, he believed in the ancient astronaut hypothesis, which says that extraterrestrials have visited us here on Earth in the past and placed us, like placed aliens here on Earth 
and want to return to collect them. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, I can get down with that. So I mean, this that. very, very similarly <laughs> has correlations with the election of Christ. So election is kind of, again, like, sorry, I'm going to be very brief. Election is kind of like God has chosen people to okay. follow him. Mm-hmm. And then we'll obviously come back at the end of the age and bring them back to heaven. So it's like his Presbyterian background is kind of bleeding into this science fiction. Yes. He's kind of just combining the two. He's making it up as he yes, goes. Yes, he's making it up as mm-hmm. he goes. He really is. <clears throat> so he discussed aliens <laughs> using phrases from Star Trek. Of course he is. And stated that they would communicate through him through this show. <clears throat> like phasers? Uh-huh. And for those of you who are maybe not as familiar with mental health, this is very common with people who are delusional. They say the TV is communicating with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So he's saying Star Trek is communicating to me. All right. So in April 1975, him and Nettles, they travel to California to speak with a group of New Age believers because they're pretty similar with New Age, but also different. So they're like, we're going to try to get some people from them. So they persuaded about half of the attendees there to follow them. They would also visit college campuses, which to me is just like, these are vulnerable people who are of looking course, for yeah. somewhere to belong. Yeah. Acceptance. And, yeah. I get yeah. It. Young, trying to branch <clears throat> out on their own. Yeah. Yeah. So their biggest following occurred in Oregon in September of 1975, where 30 people left their homes to follow them, which got the media finally interested. <laughs> um, it was pretty much negative media. They were mocked. They were accused of brainwashing, all this stuff. But finally, people were paying attention to them. So most of their crew was young, interested already in occultism, and lived outside of mainstream society anyways. So 1975, they have about 70 followers at this point, and Applewhite is preaching that complete separation from earthly desires was required for ascension to the next level, which is that other world. He would use verses from the Bible about Jesus forsaking worldly treasures to kind of justify this. So the crew was instructed to renounce all of their friends, all of their family, any media, any drugs, alcohol, jewelry, facial hair, and sexuality. So he also told them to adopt biblical names to show that they were his spiritual children. He told them to adopt two syllable (laughs) names, which ended in O-D-Y and had three consonants in the first syllable. So here's an example. R-K-K-O-D-Y. Makes J- so much sense. J-M-M-O-D-Y. Jamodi. <laughs> like, I'm like, this makes no sense. Or Cody. Like, or you Cody. can't even pronounce this. <clears throat> like, three consonants right off the bat and then ends in yeah. O-D-Y. That's stupid. Yeah. You can if you tried. Yeah. I mean, we, Sarah and I were almost there. We were both <laughs> biblical names. There were two syllables. <laughs> Lindsay's not a biblical mm-hmm. name. But then you had to add in the three consonants. The consonants, and just, like, it just doesn't roll off the tongue. Like, that just, just feels like a really, like, a far reach for right. control. Come on. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so they had pretty much, like, a nomadic lifestyle. They would stay at remote campgrounds. They would, obviously, not engaging in the media or the outside world. They stopped having public meetings, really, and had little contact with their followers except communicating through writing or assistance. So they were Mm -hmm. like, we're above you. We're not going to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Okay. So Applewhite Nettles, they start fearing that they're going to be assassinated. So they started calling themselves Doe and T. Mm -hmm. That's how I remember them. Ramey. I don't know why Doe and T. and T. 
Why do they skip Ray and me? (laughs) Don't understand it. Which really even, like, from what I was reading, people were like, these were meaningless names. Like, they had no meaning. They didn't know why they chose these names. They were alien names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So June 1976, they gathered um, their followers at Medicine Bow National Forest in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And they said, the UFOs are going to come visit us. Mm -hmm. But the visit got canceled. Weird. It, it didn't happen? It didn't happen. Oh, my God. It was a sad day. Aww. <laughs> All right. So from 1976 to 1979, the next three years, they live in campgrounds in the Rocky Mountains or in Texas. Like I said, kind of living that nomadic lifestyle. They isolated their members to the point that they were completely dependent upon them. So he told them to be like kids or be like pets and submit completely to me. Your only responsibility in life is to obey everything I say. But he was also giving them, like, free choice. Like... Sure he was. It was total brainwashing. He was, like, making them so dependent upon them by isolating them, but also being like, you have total free choice, but, like, eliminating all of their other choices. No, I feel like that's a total tactic. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. So, despite all of this, he was described by his followers as fatherly and very laid back. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They all are. Yeah. Which, again, Mm -hmm. keyword being described by his followers, who were all brainwashed by Mm -hmm. him. So they received a large sum of money in the late 1970s. They think this was like a member had gotten some inheritance from somebody. So they started mm-hmm. That's sad. renting houses instead of living this nomadic lifestyle. Um, they would live in two to three houses. They would dictate all of the lives of their crew, of their disciples, like down to the minute. Total brainwashing and isolation. If you were not committed to this, you were encouraged to leave, but they would give you financial assistance to leave. Mm, but kind of weird. But were you? Right. Like, right. you leave, but, like, you're going like back to this no world that you've had no contact right. with. Yeah. You've probably been told for years that all these you've horrible cut off things your family and friends. You. you have nobody left. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you can so leave, you can but, leave. like, what are you going back Start to? A free choice. Yeah. Get out of here. That's what's so sad about cults. Yeah. Dough. So they tested the group. One night they told them that the extraterrestrials were coming and they said, you need to wait outside all night, but nothing happened again. And then they said, when nothing happened, they're like, oh, that was just a test. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Just keep moving that goalpost. <laughs> all right. So 1980, <laughs> they have about 80 followers. Um, 1982, they start allowing their crew to call their families. They even allow them to visit their moms on Mother's Day. 1983, Nettles finds out that she has cancer. She has an eye removed. They didn't say what kind of cancer, but I'm assuming it's like brain tumor or something. I don't know. It just says she had an eye removed for cancer. Gotcha. Um, so she died two years later, 1985. <clears throat> Apple White told her followers that she had traveled to the next level, so the other world. Naturally. Because she had too much energy to remain on Earth with them. And he obviously became very depressed. This was his soulmate. This was his person. He claimed that she continued to communicate with him. And he had a ceremony in which he symbolically married his followers to unite them all together. Okay. This is all still very celibate. There's still no sex going on here. Right, right, right. So he married them. But I'm not sure really what that meant. We're just friends, though. Don't yeah. take it the wrong way. <laughs> right. <laughs> he then referred to, started referring to Nettles as the father and said that she had a higher spiritual role than him. So, mm-hmm. again, kind of like leading towards that Presbyterian Christian background of calling yeah. her the father. So, mm-hmm. he gets a little bit crazier and more paranoid during this time because he's obviously struggling with depression, missing her. 
He tells the crew that the only way for them to be saved is a relationship with him, encouraging them to see him as Christ. So instead of freedom to choose, he started telling them what to do. And it, it kind of becomes more like a religion based on authority versus like the science fiction part that they had focused on before. So previously he had told them all that ascension to the next world would be physical, but then Nettles died and her body was still left. Right. So <laughs> again, move that goalpost. Right. <laughs> so he said, just kidding. It's like a spiritual ascension. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so we just, we got to deal with the body. Right. <laughs> right. The gonna your go. body's still going to be here, but your spirit's still going to go. Turns out we just got to change things a little bit. It's fine. Here's alien Jesus. He believed that. <laughs> he believed. Alien Jesus? Jesus. He believed Jesus was an alien extraterrestrial. Alien Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, he believed. He was an alien. <laughs> Jesus was an extraterrestrial and that he was transported Onto a spaceship after he rose from the dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is how we will all die. When we die, we are transported onto a spaceship. So hear me out. What if... <laughs> what if... Yes, ma'am. Heaven okay. is a metaphor, or spaceship is a metaphor for heaven. No. <laughs> it depends on how you look at it. If I mean, you believe I think, in alien Jesus, then that makes sense. I think he's honestly just combining Christianity with science fiction. I I think he just put a whole bunch of things together. Yes. To well, here's the thing, though: them. aliens are not necessarily fiction, right? True. I mean, he's saying when we die, we are going to go on a spaceship to the next world. Which is, again, similar to when we the die. The next level. We if you look at heaven. Christianity, when we die, we leave our physical body here. Our spiritual body goes to heaven. Science fiction, he's incorporating that with, we're going to go on a spaceship and leave our physical body behind and go to well, the next said, level. We're going to take our physical and spiritual body. And then he realized, and oh, then he shit, was, oh crap, the away. body is still here. Her body's oh rotting. God, what do I do? <laughs> yes. i got to change my plan. And people were questioning it. So, uh, I mean, as yeah. they should. He's making right. it up as he goes, I think, honestly. Yep. All right. We hit the nail on the head with that one. So he said that we can go to the next level, which is the next world, every two millennia. So he said Jesus did it mm. 2,000 some years ago, so we can do it now. Because this was like, he was saying that this is the 1980s, but he's saying like 1990, 2000 is when we'll be able to go to the next level. Okay. Y2K. I was there. Why? Why 2K? We were all yeah. there. All right. Yep, I was there. He said that Lucifer. <laughs> out okay. We're bringing in Lucifer. Oh boy, here we go. He said Lucifer was brainwashing humans and were evil extraterrestrials. Is that like a Klingon called Luciferians? Okay, there we are. I'm like mm, this way too biblical for him. Okay, who are trying to upset his mission? Oh, naturally. All right, so late 1980s now, a few people knew the group was still in existence because they're keeping a pretty low profile at this point. But then 1992, they just pop out of nowhere. They broadcast a 12-part video series via satellite, which included all of their teachings. <laughs> I'm sorry, I totally mentioned that. Can I say that again? Okay. No, no, I'm going to keep it in. So. In 1992, they broadcast a 12-part video series via satellite, which included all their teachings. That was okay. nice, but I'm going to keep that first one in. You're such a uh, jerk. <laughs> a what? A jerk. <laughs> jerk face. What? A jerk face. <laughs> I'm shocked. All right. 
So over their entire existence, because this is obviously spanning several years, several hundred people are joining, they're leaving, they're joining, they're leaving, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So at In this point, early 1990s, when they broadcast this <clears throat> series via satellite, they have about 26... I keep saying Viria. <laughs> Did I you write Viria? <laughs> no, I tried very hard to talk. I tried Viria hard. I'm trying very hard to talk. Twice in the last. This is what happens when when I take shots and then you guys make me go last. I love it when we take shots. It's better. It's better. And this is the new plan. So they only have about 26 members at this point. So they're dwindling. Yeah. People are over it. So then they publish. The crew. The crew is over it. They don't (laughs) care. Star Trek crew. They publish a full page advertisement in USA Today. Okay. That's some big times there. That's a reach, sure. Yeah. That warned of the judgment coming to Earth, and they got more members from there. Okay. Okay. So at this point, Applewhite, he begins to speak of suicide as a way to reach the next level, explaining that everything human had to be forsaken, which was on track with what he's been saying, but he's saying even your body has to be forsaken, a.k.a. suicide. So Mm -hmm. at this point, they call themselves Heaven's Gate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is what we know them as. All right, so June to October 1995, they're living in New Mexico. They bought 40 acres. They were planning to build a compound, but at this point, his health is deteriorating, so they end up abandoning this plan because he's just not doing well. So they, Applewhite and seven others, decide, hey, we're abstinent. We're abandoning our worldly pleasures. Let's surgically castrate ourselves Mm -hmm. to suppress Mm -hmm. their sexual desire. They could not find a willing surgeon in America, but they went to Mexico Mm -hmm. and a Mexican surgeon castrated Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't couldn't find a surgeon here because there was no medical reason for them to have it done. And this is in the 90s. This wasn't that long ago. Collective thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're not just going to find, like, yeah, because you're in Mm -hmm. a cold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So next, he was preaching that next level beings had no reproductive organs and sexuality binds us to our human forms and makes us human. Right. Okay. So October 1996, we're getting here near to the end. So they rent a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California. They record two video messages offering viewers a last chance to evacuate Earth before the spaceship comes. God, get off our (laughs) seat! What are you supposed to do? (laughs) I don't know. At this point, they learn of the comet. I'm probably going to mispronounce this. Haley Bop? Yes. Yes. Absolutely correct. Good job. Yeah. It comes like every 75 years or something. Yeah. 100 years, maybe? Not often. It doesn't come often. Yeah. Yeah. So it's coming. So he believes. That that was also on Hey Arnold. Yes. Oh, I, I would know that if I And I, I remember it. this from like the 90s too. I remember the <laughs> Haley Comet coming yes. in the 90s. So he believed that Nettles was aboard a spaceship. Um, P.S. I was around just, I mean, I don't need to be excluded from the Haley Comet. We were all around in the 90s. So he believed Nettles was aboard a spaceship trailing the comet and was coming back for them. <laughs> just riding on the star. <laughs> She's just riding on that comet. She's like, hey, hey everybody. I'm, back. <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. Alien Jesus from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Lassoing up a star for you. On a comet. On a that comet. comes every 75 to 100 years. We're not I sure. Come to pick you up. <laughs> you have a really good Texan accent. Thank you. <laughs> the alien Jesus. All right. So 
March 1997, the group isolates themselves. They record all of their farewell statements. Many followers praised Applewhite, actually, in their farewell statements. So he said this is the final exit. He said, quote, we do, in all honesty, hate this world. End quote. All right. March 22nd is when the suicides began. So most members took barbiturates and alcohol and they placed bags over their heads and suffocated themselves, which, gosh, that's going to be like the worst way to go. Mm-hmm. Suffocation. Ugh. They wore Nike shoes and black uniforms with patches that mm-hmm. read Heaven's Gate Away Team. Mm-hmm. So the suicide started March 22nd. They lasted for three days. Applewhite was one of the last four to die. Three assistants helped him commit suicide, and then they killed themselves afterwards. Yeah, because he wasn't going to go by himself. No. Mm-mm. He wasn't going to be the last one to he go either. He somebody to help him with that. Right. So an anonymous tip was called into the police. They searched the mansion and found 39 bodies on March 26th. Um, this March 26, 1997. Sorry. It was the largest group suicide involving U.S. citizens since the 1978 Jonestown mass suicide, which that was 913. Which wasn't in the United States. Right. Was not in the U.S., but had U.S. citizens. Correct. Um, So Applewhite's body was found seated on the bed of the master bedroom. Mm -hmm. Many people believe that they killed themselves because he basically just isolated them Mm -hmm. so well from the outside world. And his health was deteriorating. He knew he was dying. And he cultivated this attitude of complete and total dependence and obedience in him. And so they were like, without him, we have nothing. Mm -hmm. And they knew he was dying. Sounds a lot like a cult. Yeah. So many of the dead um, that they found had been members for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And basically at that point, they knew nothing else. Yeah. Outside of him. Yeah. So it's just really sad. Very. That he just created this cult out of Christianity, out of science fiction, borrowing from all these other religions, and then made them so dependent on upon him that when he knew he was dying, he just convinced them all to kill themselves as well. I think the most messed up thing that I remember when I watched that documentary about the document about that. Shut up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Was that they did it in like phases? Like you mentioned, yes, it was over three days. days. Three and days. And so, like they, I don't know how they determined who went first, but then the next group was responsible for a certain set of things. Like they yes. had to make sure that they were dead, and then that everything was set up for the next group. And then they went and did their thing, and then the third group was responsible for that. Like, what if you're in the third group and you're like, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't think this is a good idea. Right. right. Well, that's I've, awful. I've thought of that too, like with any cult, like with of the course, Jonestown, yeah. which is very, very famous. When yeah, but people they really to... didn't get a choice, I feel right. like. I think that was a little bit different because they were just like. You see people dying around you. And given, you're like, Are you they were just sure? given the drink, yeah. and I don't think they knew half the time what was going on. Like, yes, they were involved in the cult, but it was a little well, bit different. And also, he had a gun. Yeah. yeah, there was. It was different. Yeah, right. But this guy, this was Applewhite, totally by choice. He had, like I said, most of the members had been followers for twenty plus years, yeah. so they didn't have family or friends anymore. 
I mean, well, you imagine you don't talk to anybody else for 20 years. I, wa- I watched some of the interviews with the family and they would like call days before. Yeah. Some of the them were suicide. new members. Some, yeah. Some yeah, were yeah. new. No, I totally get it. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like they're, they're, it's, once that's your life, you're so engulfed in it. Right. They're like, there is no normal they for honestly, you anymore. And that's what a lot of people looking back now have said who have studied him and studied his cult that they're like, he, they just knew nothing else outside of him. Yeah. And so when they knew that he was going to die, they were like, what else do we have in this world? But isn't it interesting when you see him talking, like, he has the definition of crazy eyes. He is. Boydson, have you ever seen him? <laughs> yeah. Like a picture of him? I watched, he's, I think, the same documentary. Yeah. Yeah. He's crazy eyes. Yeah. Yeah. On HBO, they have a series called Cults. And I fucking loved it. I binged it all in a I day. I love learning about cults. Oh, yes. I do, too. I, I've watched, I think every uh documentary out there in existence so if you find more let me know i love yeah i I love them i just thought it would be something different to do i know we've kind of touched on cults in the past but just i just find it so fascinating how people are are so charismatic and so able to just completely draw people in draw people in Mm -hmm. brainwash them and just i mean in unfortunate situations like this and with jonestown just convince them to even like give their lives Right. Well, I think, yeah, I think for that's this cult. like the basis of it. You give up your normal, yeah, your normalcy to follow something different, follow a charismatic leader. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy. Else. I mean, it's crazy. It's just mind blowing to me. And for so sure. I think it's fascinating. So I just wanted to do a little subject about the cults. You did a great job. Thank you. You did excellent. I Very really tried. Thoroughly done. You did I nice. don't know if thorough was the right word, but I tried. It, it was extremely thorough. I think it's, you did great. I mean, like you said, it's, I mean, there's been documentaries about it. There's books about it. I yeah. mean, it's me trying to condense this decades no, long cult into it 30 is. minutes. <laughs> and you did, you did great. I mean. Thank you. It's, it is a lot of information, but I think. I it's think a lot of information nice I tried to condense and I know like not everybody's familiar with Christianity maybe. So sure. I tried to condense that too. Yeah. Um, but basically he was combining science fiction and aliens with Christianity. But if you guys get the chance, like go find a, any documentary really about Heaven's Gate and you'll see exactly what we're talking about yeah. because you can just see it in his eyes. That guy is wild. Yeah. Right. And all these people who have studied him and studied his cult and everything like in recent years now are like he was suffering from delusion disorder. He was probably yeah. having a psychotic break. Like is this really is sad. not normal. Yeah. yeah. So sad that he sad. didn't get the help he needed right away. Right. And then so much of this loss could have probably been avoided. Question yeah. I don't know. Could have been. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't Anyways. know. That's my story though, guys. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in to our smorgasbord episode this week. You can always catch us at thetipsyghost.com and find all of our socials from there. Or you can email us at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. We would love to hear your stories. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in this week. We will catch you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.